Shaletta Brundage is known as the autism mom, not just because she's got three kids on the spectrum, but because she's an advocate who works to educate and inspire other moms of kids with special needs. Okay, you know, I have a couple of passions in life, um, and one of them is autism autism awareness uh i've got a podcast taking authority over autism where we talk about um information that parents can use as um they go through life raising their special needs child um we also have tips for kids um who you know are getting ready to become adults uh how to find jobs in the workplace we do workshops and training anything that we can do to help make life better for special needs kids and adults um that that that's that's something i eat sleep and breathe i've got four kids on the spectrum and it is so important for me um as i go through my journey to share the things that have been successful and that work for them and so anytime I see stories about um, anything in the news uh, that, you know, can help my children have a better quality of life, I, I love to shine the spotlight on it. And I love hanging around young people because they make me feel young and, and they're all excited about the things that they're doing. So that makes me excited about life as well. And so I, I wanted to talk to Shannon Rell. Uh, she is an intern at the Pioneer Press. She's doing great work. She's been there just a couple of months since September. And I have it on good authority from her boss, who is a good friend of mine, that she is doing an amazing job. So uh, I know you all already have subscriptions to the Pioneer Press. So make sure you check out her stories last name is b-r-a-u-l-t and she is joining me now shannon i loved your story um earlier this month about the new accessible playground uh that opened in st paul's hamlin park welcome to the show thanks for having me oh thank you for being here now tell me about this new um accessible playground the new space um was renovated with new kind of safety surfacing and and the drains underneath to keep the space dry and this is perfect for kids like my three who have autism tell me about this playground yeah so um i wrote the story like last week um, and it's the new playground at Hamlin Park in St. Paul. Um, so it was completely redone. Um, there's new surfacing. There's a drain underneath to keep the playground dry. Uh, there's five new swings, which one of them is wheelchair accessible, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new playground is like the largest structure that is also wheelchair accessible from the ground. So it has a ramp that anyone can use. Oh, my Gosh, and you know, for parents who have kids um, with special needs and, and disabilities, this is so important because we take our kids to a playground, Shanna, and a lot of times we just have to leave. Um, I can't, and, yeah. and I and I know you don't have a bunch of kids yet, but when you take a bunch of kids to a playground and they get out and they get ready to play, and you look around and you realize it is not safe, uh, you, girl, you catch hell trying to get those kids. <laughs> back in the car or the van or whatever um, because they just don't understand um, safety and you know this is potentially a place where you can get hurt and it may not seem like a big deal to have those drains and and the surfacing but for kids who um, are uncoordinated for kids um, who are in a wheelchair that is so important it's very important yeah 
Um, so also, what? what uh, tell, tell me some more. Um, so the playground itself was funded by the Community Development Block Grant, um, which is a federal program that is specifically like for improvements in low-income communities. Um, it was a $373,000 project, um, and most of that funding went towards the new uh, playground itself. And there's also... Um, we're trying to add more now through uh, the Hamlin Midway Coalition and the Friends of Hamlin Park to um, install more tables, benches, a new park sign, some public art, and some other things that can make the playground accessible for the entire community. Um, it opened, I believe, last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a ceremony opening. Um, the mayor was there. Some city council members were there. They got some kids there to do, like, the ribbon-cutting ceremony. Um, and it's just kind of a project to make sure that the entire community feels welcome and able to play and to have a place that, you know, everyone is welcome to go. Because it is a big problem that um, there's not a bunch of places that are super accessible for everyone. So I think, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, this is the thing, too, is that for so long, Shannon, um, kids who have special needs were always pushed to the back. You know, Mm -hmm. um, they were not considered when parks were being created and classrooms were being designed. And so to have something like this where our children are thought about first, where they are putting in swings that are wheelchair accessible, where they're keeping the surface dry so that um, kids who have um, difficulty with balancing and kids who are in a wheelchairs or walkers, um, you know, can get around and and not get wet. And and they took um, into consideration the safety needs of special needs kids when, you know, it it, it speaks so much to um, the issue of diversity and inclusion. Because a lot of times, Shannon, when we think diversity and inclusion, we think black and white, indigenous, Mm -hmm. um, LGBTQI, um, you know, we start thinking the AAPI community. You know, we don't necessarily think inclusion, um, you know, special needs kids, but we are a part of that equation. And this project shines a light on the importance of inclusion, doesn't it? Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah. So um, you said that they got more to come because, you know, we went by there and it's already a lot. But so they're going to get more funding um, to do more at the park. Yeah. So they're trying to raise money right now. Um, to have more. So they already have like uh, wheelchair accessible tables. Um, and they're, I think they're trying to add more and just try to make it like more of a space. So it's like they have the accessibility part for the playground and now they're trying to bring it in. So it's also like community art, um, just like making it more of a place that I think people can go to and hang out at and like share with like friends and family. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what was the thing that, um, that stayed with you most after you finished, um, you know, the story and, you know, you kind of look back over everything you gathered uh, when you were putting it together, the people you talked to, what was the thing that really impacted you the most as a writer um, and communicator of this piece? Oh, I love that question. I think the thing that stood with me most is just that um, this is something that, a lot of communities in the cities are trying to get to now. Um, I work for Richfield Parks and Recreation in the summer, and they just redid all the playgrounds this last summer. And one, like the biggest one in kind of the central part of the city, um, is now 
just a very accessible park. There's wheelchair ramps. There's um, a little, like, spinny thing that everyone can go mm-hmm. on. There's, mm-hmm. like, wheelchair accessible swings. So I think um, that really stood out to me that there is people in the community that are trying to make um, these places that, like, are often overlooked um, more accessible and a place where everyone can hang out and play because that's a the big thing when you're growing up as a child to be able to have that like safe space that you can mm-hmm. physically be at. And I think to your point, um, it's often overlooked. So that definitely stood with me. Um, and just kind of the whole piece where um, I got like, you reached out after the story and I was like, this is really impacting other people. And that, mm-hmm. that really stood out to me. And I really liked that. Now, there's always something that you can't include because your boss, Mike, is a stickler for word count. I know it. Um, You know, if he tells you 800 words and you give him 801, he's going to give it back to you until you cut a word out. Is there something that you did not get to include in this story that you wish you had time to talk about? Um, I wish I could talk to people that were at the um, event itself, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Talking to kids and um, news is kind of tricky, too, but just to talk to people that have been using the playground and what that means to them. Like, do they do they know that this is a big deal? I'm sure that they do, but just kind of you like know, they don't like like yeah. my kids. They don't know. They they yeah. have no idea that three hundred thousand dollars had to be <laughs> spent yeah. from a block grant. They have no idea that um you know and that's the funny thing is that you know we are working on a society that is inclusive as adults and, and we're fighting for legislation and we're fighting for funding and then the kids just go cut the ribbon and play. You know, they have no idea, like, you know, what all went into making sure that they are safe, that there's, you know, a fence, that the the area is dry, that the, you know, the swings are wheelchair accessible. And that's the beauty of it, Shannon, is that we want as adults to fight the good fight so that when our kids get somewhere, this is the norm. You know, why would you build a park and not put a wheelchair accessible swing there? Why would you um, build a slide so that um, a a child with special needs doesn't have a a place to go to? Why would you uh, build a a playground or a play area that isn't safe for a child uh, who's on a walker? You know, and and so when when parks like this happen, even for people who are not in St. Paul um, or not in Minnesota, when they see that, it creates awareness um, for for the need for something like this and it can have impact in other cities so that when they get ready to um, use their block grant or develop their park or playground, they'll look at that as a model um, for kids who have special needs. And that's, you know, and I don't think, um, I, I hope you do after, after our talk today, I, I don't think you realize that it's not just this Pioneer Press story. Every autism mom and dad, every parent with the kid who has special needs has sent me this story 20 times I was like I know she's gonna be on my show I'm talking to her she's an intern she's fabulous she's young she's hip she's great um and and so they're all excited to to hear um uh us talk about this to to spread the message even further about the need uh for inclusion did you even realize that the girl uh, all autism moms that I know were sharing your story no I didn't and that's that means so much to me um just to know that, like, because I think sometimes it's easy to think, like, hey, this is a story. I don't know if anyone's actually, like, reading it. And so the fact that it was 
like impacted like other people and then I could share that means a lot. Now, you got to tell me about your journey. You have been an intern at the St. Paul Pioneer Press, legendary newspaper, for a couple of months now. Tell me your background. Where are you from, girl? Um, so I'm from Richfield, Minnesota, so kind of born and raised in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a student currently at the University of Minnesota. And this internship, is it's really fun because it's uh, part of a class. So um, it's kind of like having hands-on experience for a future hopeful career um, and just being able to talk to people, meet people, share stories and like share stuff that's actually impacting the community. Now, what's the the most valuable lesson you've learned so far from senior staff members who have kind of taken you under their wing to work with you? Um, I think that it really has changed. Like I always really valued local news Um, But I think it's really reiterated that, like, local news is super important and, Mm -hmm. like, at the local level is where um, change happens. So that's been super cool to talk to other reporters and editors and just kind of um, get a feel for what it's like to actually report um, for local news and for a pretty big paper. So Yeah. 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 Okay. Now you got to give us the scoop, girl. Is there any beef going on over there? Is anybody fighting? Y'all had any skirmishes? <laughs> any drama, girl? Give us the inside scoop. Who who's eating the food out of the fridge that doesn't belong to them? Is there any of that going on at the Pioneer Press? You can just tell me. I won't tell anybody. You can just tell me. <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> if I did, I would let you know. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me. Your parents must be so proud of the work that you're doing and having your stories published um, in our local newspaper. It has been such a a privilege and an honor talking to you, and I am excited now to see where you go from here. Thank you so much. It was such an honor to be on the show. (laughs) All right. Oh, gosh, you're welcome. Always fun and informative, Shaletta's a big draw at autism conferences across the country. Find out how you can book her as a featured speaker for your next event at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. If you're like me, family is the most important thing in your life. But talking about finances with your family can be a challenge. This is a photo of me, my mom, my grandmother, and my great-grandmother. Every lesson I learned about putting money away for a rainy day, I learned from them. That's why I'm moderating an AARP panel on Tuesday, November 9th at 6.30 to talk about saving money for retirement no matter what stage you're in. So whether you're Gen Z, a millennial, Gen X, or a boomer, join me on November 9th. We'll have a panel of common folks like you and me. We'll work together so we can find solutions. To sign up for this free event, log on to aarp.org backslash mnevents. This event is sponsored by AARP Minnesota, Black Women's Wealth Alliance, Bridge Makers, and Youth Prize.